This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please, please, please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 80, Trust Your Gut. I know you're asking, Chris, what type of bee do you have in your bonnet today? And like most good topics, it's coming from what's going on around me, who I'm talking to, who I'm coaching and things like that. But I've got three clients that have concurrently all have the same issue. They're holding on to employees that have no place being in their business, and they've been doing so for more than six months. Like this is a weekly topic when we have our phone call or our Zoom every week. We keep bringing it up. I keep talking about it. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing this. They're procrastinating this even when they know it's the right thing to do. Like they're not telling me, Chris, this is not the right thing to do. They're like, yes, I understand, but, you know, this person X. Or they're always making an excuse of why they should be keeping these people. And I know a common complaint that I get from several of them is, Chris, you don't know what's going on. You know, insert all of their issues here. Honestly, I don't give a tinker's damn what's going on in your employee's life. If they're not a fit, then you need to let them go. Like, I want to be compassionate and caring, but if you know they need to go and you're just keeping them around because that's not a good enough reason. Like, it's just it's just absolutely insane for me to think or try to wrap my head around this type of thinking. And, you know, one of the complaints is, well, they're a hard worker, but well, their family life is this. I'm just hearing some crazy stuff from employees. Two out of these three situations is I don't trust this person and I'm pretty sure they're stealing money from the company to yes, this one is stealing money from the company. The third one is another one. I don't trust this person. But why would you keep these people in your business if those are the situations? And again, I know people are like, well, Chris, you're over there. You're in here. You don't know these people. Again, I don't have clouded judgment about it. Either they work out or they don't. There's no middle. Either they're doing great or it's time to go. And one of the things that I hate, because I've seen it happen, I've had it happen to me. What if one of your really great employees runs off while you're waffling back and forth on whether to let this person go? I don't know how many great employees I lost because I had people that shouldn't have been in the business there. They should have been gone. And the other thing, like I said earlier, So I'm going to put this on you if you're listening. If you have this going on right now, if you've known in your gut since the first time I mentioned this about your employee that you need to let go, but you held on anyway because it made you feel better or made your life easier and it was easier to let your business suffer than it was for you to actually step up and do what's right and make your business better. That's not a good enough reason. Like you need to get in there and work on your business and get it ready for the next step. There's no telling what this person could do to one of your employees, worse yet, one of your customers. And if you can't trust these people, stop leaving them in your life. You have to separate the emotion out of business. 
And if we're being honest, that's why a coach is so val- valuable. They're not mired in the BS. They don't care about the issues your employees are having, et cetera. You have to be a business owner. I need you to think that way. I need you to get in that mindset. If you've listened to all of my podcasts in order, you kind of might see a notice or a theme here. Stop making excuses and start making progress. And if people are standing in your way, knock them out of your way and move on. And part of this is I feel like if I wasn't in the picture, all these shop owners would feel it in their gut, would feel it in their intuition that they needed to let these people go. And I think they feel that now. I think they do that now. They know they need to let these people go, but because they're mired in all the BS, they're just not. A couple of things that we're going to talk about kind of moving forward is when should you trust your gut? And what about trust? How do you build trust with yourself? Before we get started with that, though, kind of the strange thing is, is in one of these instances, we just let somebody go. Thank goodness. And then the other two, we still need to let somebody go. But the minute we let this person go, people in the business were like, oh, my, thank God you let so-and-so go. Like he was just dragging the rest of us down. Customers pull you aside and said, oh, I'm glad you let so-and-so go because I was thinking of leaving and never coming back. So I want you to listen to this. If 10 people are telling you that this is what you should do, then you should probably listen to them and do it and not fight back. And again, this takes me back to gut feelings and using your intuition. Because again, all these people in their gut said, yes, I know this person has to go. Gut feelings can be very real things. They can be grounded in observation and experience. But, you know, you may not want to use them to make every decision. I'm going to throw out some scenarios where trusting your gut is a safe bet or some different things. And I'm going to pull you out of the shop, okay, to do this. I don't like always using the shop for these things. When can you separate trusting your gut from wishful thinking? Um, Wishful thinking happens when you want something to happen so badly you begin to believe it will happen. Say you've always wanted to publish a novel, but you only have a few chapters written. You just know in your gut your writing is good enough to catch the attention of an editor. This is wishful thinking, okay? This is not like based on fact. They'll respond immediately, eager for more, you tell yourself. And when you explain you're struggling to fit writing in among the demands of daily life, that person's going to come in and offer an advance on that book that allows you to take time off and focus on your book. In the end, you send the chapters out and start preparing a letter of resignation for work. It's difficult to rely on tuition when you lack the experience to back it up. Your desire to get published interfered with the reality that very few first-time authors get paid to finish writing a book. I know that was a stretch, but we need to be able to separate the gut from wishful thinking. And I think this is almost the opposite in this point. I think the wishful thinking for a shop owner is this person is going to straighten around. And if I don't fire them, they're magically going to fix themselves and I won't have any issues. You know, a quick decision depends on what your definition of quick is, right? And if you want to use your intuition when you need to make a quick decision, that suggests the wealth of experience already in your brain can serve you when you need to decide something quickly. If you think about something quickly, In our original instance with the employees, the question I ask a lot of shop owners is, if you were to buy this shop now, knowing everything you know about all the employees, but say you buy the shop now and you made them reapply for their positions, who would you let go immediately and who would you keep? And if somebody tells me, oh, I've got these two employees that are terrible, they're toxic, they don't need to be here. 
My answer is why the hell are they still there? If you have those employees and they don't need to be there, then they don't need to be there, okay? AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. So going back to this quick decision, sometimes you want to weigh options, compare reviews, or get as many facts as possible. But in some situations, though, you may not have time to deliberate. And that's why I like throwing that quick question at them. If you were to get rid of the people that weren't here, it takes all the other thinking out. And it's just like, oh, here's the decision. Boom. Say you're looking at apartment. The neighborhood seems fine. The building's quiet. The apartment's gorgeous. You love it, but you prefer to spend time researching potential flaws or downsides before making up your mind. You finish the tour or the, or the walkthrough and the person says, it's yours if you want it, but I have four other people waiting so I can only give you 10 minutes to decide. If your gut says, yes, rent it, this is the place, you're probably safe to listen. But if this is your first time picking a place on your own, it might be best to get a bit more experience under your belt. Also, when you're trying to get in touch with your needs, logic and reason can't always compare with your intuitive knowledge of what you need. After all, you know yourself best. So let's say tonight's your friend's birthday party, but you don't want to go. You're tired and drained, a loud party, crowded room, sounds like the worst possible place to spend your evening. And even though you know you might feel a little better once you've actually there, your internal voice says, no way. Remember, it's okay to say no and to control your calendar. Go ahead and skip it, really. Listening to your body can help you make decisions that support your needs in the moment. When you lack data, if you just feel weird about something, Gut feelings can't replace cold, hard evidence, but you may not always have the facts to consider, right? Or you might have some data, just not enough to guide you to an answer. Perhaps you're trying to choose between two job offers that seem pretty equal on paper or deciding whether to go on a second date with someone you feel less than enthusiastic about. The bottom line to all this is take time and practice or If you think about it, time and practice can hone your intuition. So give your gut feelings the consideration they deserve. Tuning into your emotions and body cues can help you practice listening to your gut and learning when to trust it. So again, the original complaint or the original talk was these people know or knew six months ago and they also felt in their gut that the people didn't know to be there and yet they've talked themselves out of it and they've just dragged them along. And that takes us into the trust aspect of all this. You know, one reason why I don't think you use your gut feeling or intuition is I don't think shop owners trust themselves. I mentioned the other day that I feel like shop owners lack self-esteem and don't value themselves and what they do. So what are some tips for building trust in yourself? There's no one more important in your life to trust than yourself. Sometimes we lose trust in ourselves after we make a mistake or after someone criticizes us. 
either once harshly or constantly, right? Like, and some of this can go into childhood. Like, you know, this stuff bleeds into adulthood. It can feel more difficult to make decisions when you can't trust yourself because you fear you'll make the wrong choice or choices. Or you might be more prone to criticizing your own decisions after you mistake them. Building trust in yourself can help boost your decision-making skills and self-confidence, and this can make life feel a little easier and more enjoyable. So listed below are some tips to help you learn how to trust yourself. And number one, I think, is number one for a reason. Be yourself. If you fear how others look at you or judge you, you might find it difficult to be yourself around other people. Acting like a different person than you, than who you really are is a sign that you're lacking self-confidence and trust in yourself. Other people will be able to sense that. Gosh, I'm so frustrated with social media and kind of frustrated with some of these other coaching companies out there. Everybody's putting on the dog and pony show and some shop owners are having a real hard time with it. They're like, oh, so-and-so's on second, third, and fourth location. I'm on my second location. I really have to hurry into the third or the fourth. You do not have to hurry your life because of what other people are doing. Be yourself. Be who you are. It's okay to be who you are. I'm telling you right now, it's okay to be who you are. How do you build up your trust enough to be yourself around others? I want you to think about when you start to feel insecure around others, remind yourself that it's okay to be you. Start by practicing around the people you feel most comfortable with, like friends and family. If you're feeling vulnerable or uncomfortable, take note and keep spending time with these people until your insecure feelings start to disappear. And then once you can be yourself around other people, they'll treat you with more trust. This can help you build up your trust in yourself. Believe in yourself. And I want you to remember, Coach Chris loves you for exactly who you are. You do not have to put on airs around other people. And stop giving a damn what others think about you especially. Most people don't care enough about you to even think about you. I want you to think about that for a minute. It's kind of sad. But the truth is, you're worried about what somebody else thinks about you, and they're not really thinking about you at all. So be yourself, and you'll be happier and move on. Number two, be kind to yourself. You've probably heard the term unconditional love, right? Maybe it's been mentioned in relation to the connection a parent has with their child or the love that exists between brothers and sisters and friends or romantic partners. But did you know that it's also very important to love yourself unconditionally? Loving yourself unconditionally means getting rid of negative thoughts about yourself and any self-criticism after you make a mistake. You know, start by keeping a close eye on your inner voice and how it reacts to your actions. Is it kind or mean? Are you accepting or critical of yourself? When you can love yourself unconditionally, you can trust yourself unconditionally. And that builds confidence. I, gosh, I saw or read something the other day, and I cannot I remember who it was. It was an actress or a musician, somebody like that. Man, I wish I could find that. She was talking to her therapist, and the therapist gave her a task. She said, I want you to go and strip naked in front of a mirror every day and spend five minutes a day looking at yourself naked in the mirror. She said it was extremely hard in the beginning because she picked herself apart about her stretch marks. I think she'd had children, the way she thought other people perceived her. And she's spent like a couple of minutes being really critical of herself. And she's like, oh my God, I still have three more minutes of this. And basically beat herself up for five minutes. But her task was to do this every day 
for, I don't remember how long, several weeks or a month. And after about the first four or five days, she started looking at herself and going, hey, you know what? I really like that body part. Hey, you know what? That's not so bad. And she changed the dialogue with herself through looking at herself this way. And so the point is, is look at yourself kindly through kind eyes. Don't think of yourself how you think other people see you. See yourself for what you are and who you are. You know yourself better than anybody else. Who has the best framework for making that decision about you? Number three, build on your strengths. Everyone's better at some things and worse at others, right? And you probably have a good idea what things you excel at and and what things you don't do as well. Trusting yourself means being able to attempt to do all kinds of things without judging yourself too harshly. However, if you're looking to build trust in yourself, it can be helpful to do more of the things that you're good at and less of the things that you aren't great at. I'm just going to throw an aside in here. There's a Leadership Gold episode coming up where I talk almost exclusively on that. If you're not sure what you're good at, ask those people closest to you. Spend more time doing those things and building your trust, knowing you'll excel at those things. And be accepting of your strengths as well as your weaknesses, but focus on your strengths. Number four, spend time with yourself. When you don't trust yourself, you might feel uncomfortable spending time looking inward. You might try to keep busy all day by constantly getting involved in activities or thinking about small things outside of yourself. You have to break that habit of looking away from yourself by patiently looking inward. Spend some quality time with yourself daily. If you meditate, meditate. If you don't meditate, sit out on the porch with your coffee for five minutes and drink it. Just thinking about what's going on in life, how awesome you are. And you are awesome, right? Like you are awesome. Most definitely. I kind of probably annoy my wife sometimes because I'm the person that says like after a comment, Kimberly will make, I'm like, you know what? I'm freaking awesome. And I don't mean it to brag you or whatever, but that's how I pump myself up. Like you got plenty of people around you tearing you down. I wish it's so funny. Cat Williams, you need to be your own star player. And if you don't know that, you can YouTube Cat Williams star player, but just know that it's for adults and it has adult language with it. Number five, be decisive. We lack trust in ourselves when we question our actions or decisions. Sometimes we even question who we are, right? And that can hurt. You have to build trust in yourself by breaking your habit of questioning your decisions. Next time you make a choice, stick with it, even if it turns out to not be the best choice. Make sure and learn from it, though, and don't repeat the bad decision, but it's okay to make them. And then once it's done, there's no no use beating yourself up over the decision you made. The best you can do is to learn from your mistake, believe that you'll make a better choice next time, and move on. Doing so will help you learn to be more trusting of yourself and your decision-making skills. Really? The bottom line to all of this is this. Trusting in yourself is one of the most helpful things you can do for yourself in your life. It can help build your confidence. It allows others to trust you more and makes the process of decision-making much easier. To trust yourself, all you need is to make a little effort, create self-love, and find the ability to look inward with a positive attitude. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call, 940-400-1008. If you don't believe in anything else, believe this. Coach Chris believes in you, and it's way past time for you to believe in yourself. Time to rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. 
You've been listening to the Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.